G'day, Mickey O from the Swans. You're listening to True Blood, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Go, boys. Jeez, this is the most one-eyed podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's what we're here to do. Let's go. Right. Let's actually go. For mine, boys. For yours, then. I'm about to blow a gasket in here. You've kicked three goals for the day, table. What is going on? Damaging team. Damaging disposal. He's been... Very, very average. Our best is the best in the competition. This is True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Back for a special episode in the Image Online studio. And joined by Madison Clark to talk all things Swannies. How are you, mate? We're here back, Dable. We're back and it's for once light. Light outside. And it's, and it's not that cold. That's oh, good. It's good. It's I'm good. happy. Happy to be here, Dable. It's good vibes. Off season. How are we feeling, Mads? What's uh, there's a bit going on at Swansland, isn't it? Bit there? going on. Well, I've I've been saying to people when, when they've sort of seen me out and about, or any a mates ask me, how do you feel? The bloods have gone in this trade period. I say one thing. I say the important thing to note is that my father, as far as he's concerned, we have been the equivalent of a bottom four team. You know, a bar twenty twenty two for the last five years. Yeah, he said we had no chance of doing anything. We've recruited poorly. Buddy's Buddy's been finished since two thousand seventeen, as far as he's concerned. <laughs> yeah, right. And he called me. He said, "This is phenomenal." <laughs> he said, "What we've done here is absolutely phenomenal." He said, "We're back. We this is We're flag back. now." <laughs> Flag now. Are you reading into his ideology? No, it's, it's towards just. It? It's just if if this has gotten him excited, you know, yeah. I'm I'm glass half full of yeah. about everything, 100%. and he is just so glass half empty. <laughs> and if this can get him up and about, that just validates how bloody excited I am, Debs. Yeah, because everything we've asked for. We essentially got. I mean, <laughs> looking at the deal Mackay's on, dodged a bloody oh, bullet there. Oh, how good was that? Dodged an absolute bullet there. I, I would have been spewing. I would have been puffing muffins if we had <laughs> Ben Mackay on 800K. Like, puffing muffins. Oh, mate. That would have been the worst thing ever. And you would have been expecting so much from him. It's a club like that that it's like, you know, it's, it's funny. It's like, why would you do that? You know, this isn't the person who's going to win you a flag. No. This probably isn't even the person that's going to win you a final. But you paid him that poultice of money. Yeah. It's bizarre. Yeah, and we just went and got the you know the equivalent for about half the price, Literally. I reckon. Literally. Half the price. Literally. So, Joel Hamling joins the club, which is an interesting one. We don't really know too much about him bar playing him in a grand final in 2016. Well, and this was my point. Yeah. Because I put up my best 22 and I did not have Joel Hamling in the side. Yeah. I could not in good faith put Joel Hamling in my best 22 or 23, whatever, Sydney Swan side, Deeble, because I didn't know what he looked like. <laughs> I have never seen him play football, Deeps. I know I was there. I was there at the 2016 grand final. Couldn't have, couldn't pick him out of a lineup, Deeps. Yeah, He's, Look, the man's played six games in the last three years. Six AFL games. Yeah, played seventeen waffle games last yeah. year. So, so the body's back. Sure, uh, yeah. but but I mean, couldn't make. And this is this is the thing. Glad we've got him. He seems handy. 
Yeah. But, I mean, I can't I, – I just fail to see how he can be a walk-up starter as full-back for us when he hasn't been able to crack the Fremantle side. Yeah, well, he's got a couple of good backmen in front of me in, in Frio, and they were in their leadership group. So, they were just always going to get picked in front sure. of him. But – I can see it. It's him or Melican, you know, playing playing that big lockdown role, about the same size, um, in height and weight. Um, it's, yeah, it's going to be a battle for them, and we know mm. Melican's been in and out at the best of times. So I just feel like Melican, given opportunities last year, was pretty good. He has struggled on the sort of the pat more like the big forwards he does well on, but yeah. the, the key more mobile forwards he does struggle. It, on. It's very true. So, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, but, they're, but they're, like, I mean, as a, my point is, if I've never knowingly seen this man play football, I can't put him as starting fullback. Yeah, look, uh, when it's him or Malikan, it's not as if Malikan's ever setting the world on fire. No, we we love what he does, so I can see him in, in in you know the round one team. But you know, the preseason, a lot of water to go under the bridge. But yeah, that's an it was an interesting pickup for free free agency. We went bang bang first day of free agency. Well, we always sort of there's always one of these. We in the, in every couple of years we pick up one of these. Yeah, and I mean, look, we'll see. Hey, can you beats and knows a bit more than I do? I he can does, tell you that. He much. does. And the the second free agent was James Jordan from the D's, which was an interesting one because the the young man's only twenty two mads, and he was delisted when he was younger, like so in his second year, I think he was delisted. And for those out there who don't know, is that when you are delisted once, you automatically become a free agent for the rest of your life. It is almost a blessing. It is, yeah. Look. Yeah, yeah, it can be for sure. Um, in in certain circumstances, it it is a blessing. It gives you flex if you're good enough, table. Yeah, if you are a good enough footballer, it gives you flexibility. flexibility. Yeah, so he will add to our midfield depth, um, create some run. He he sort of plays on a wing, works hard. Watched a few of his highlights. You know, quite um, you know, crafty around goals. You know, plays that sort of Justin McInerney role. I think. And I've been I, told slow. Slow, yeah. Look, he, and he, they might be see, sort of seeing him inside as well. I don't mind it. <clears throat> he, he's going to be inside or, you know, that outside wing role as well. Now, he won a flag? Yes, 2021. He a flag with Melbourne. Yep. Was he an unused substitute? Uh, was he? I believe he was. Could have been, yeah, for sure. Unbelievable. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They were trying to get him on. I remember that. You'd be flat. You would be. Um, No, look, as I said, for for nothing, really. Nothing. Not really, for nothing. It doesn't doesn't bother you in any way, shape, or form. No, and he'd just be on a a mid-tier wicket, and, you know, it's hopefully it adds to that midfield depth at the end of the day. That's what we we need, and the the boys need a bit of help in there. Caulfield Grammar Boy. Caulfield Grammar Boy. Mm. They breed them well down there, mate. Very well. They do. Very well, They do. So, they're the free agents that we picked up. Yeah. I I probably want to sort of, before we get into the... uh, the trade, the big recruits. The trades. Uh, let's run through who we um, who we lost. Yeah, who we lost. Delisted boys. Will Gould. Look, just we've we've said it the whole time. There was hysteria about Will Gould. Debel. Yep. There was absolute hysteria ever since he cleaned up Matt DeBoer in that preseason game. The theory was he's the second coming of Christ, and I will say. 
that Daniel Saunders picked this from a long, long time ago. He said, Will Gould is not the Messiah. Yeah. Will Gould is, he didn't understand why, why people were talking about him, Deeble, and he was right, because Will Gould has the turning circle of the QE2. And uh, while, I mean, look, the writing was on the wall if you're playing him forward in the VFL. Yeah, as soon as he was playing forward in the VFL, that was the, the cue that he was not, not going to be on the Swannies list next year. But when you see a player come through the twos and hasn't played a game till his fourth year. Yeah, it was always. There's, there's always something going on when you haven't had injuries. Some players is, get so unlucky. What is holding you back, back. holding the team back from putting – putting you on the senior yeah. list. And, and it was clear that North Melbourne game that we're all at down here in Melbourne and there was a, a few running chases and, you know, it's not that he wasn't trying. He just simply didn't have the pace. And in the way we play in that back six and the role that Will Gould had to play, yeah, which to us I found interesting in a few interviews that, you know, growing up, he wasn't the key key back, like a third key back. Yeah. Right? He, he was a half backman. And and you can see how well he went in the VFL. He can distribute the ball fantastic. Yeah, he's a great, great kick. Great kick of the yeah. footy. He can take a mark. But, you know, I just don't think he was ever going to slot into our team um, in that position. So he had to try something new, and it, and it hasn't worked out for him. And Hugo Hawkehan didn't get a go. Um, mid-season, rec- yeah, recruit mid-season recruit two years ago. Yep. 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 And Cameron Owen. Lachlan Rankin, uh, apparently Rankin went quite well at VFL level. Yeah, I was a bit critical of Rankin, to be fair. I know big big Zane Red and White was a bit of a fan of um, Lockie Rankin, but the, the games I watched, I watched a fair bit this year, he just turned it over too much. And when you're sort of... Can't have butchers, Dable. Nah, and I don't think he's a butcher. I think he's quite a good kick of the footy. But why was he turning it over, Dable? When you're trying to be creative off that half back line, and yeah. when it when it's just when you're turning it over more than you're pulling it off, sure. it, it's not a good look. And if you can't do it at VFL level, I don't think you can do it at AFL level. Sure, completely reasonable. So yeah, Cameron oh. Owen wouldn't know him if he stood up in my porridge. <laughs> Cameron Owen is the guy at the um, when we did the interview, the tour of the S, the new facilities up there. And he said, how you going, mate? No, and that was Mark Sheather. Was it? Yes. No, that wasn't Mark yes, Sheather. Was. Yes, it was. Was it? Are you sure? Yes, I'm 100% sure. <laughs> 100%. Well, they look the that same. That proves it, doesn't it? Yeah, um, they look the same. Yeah, Bit, there you go. Same roles too. Play up forward, big boys. Um, yeah, so, and, and look, and Mark got injured. I didn't mind that what he showed... At points, what did he play? Played a couple of played games. a couple of games in a row when we had no forwards at yeah. the start of the year. I, I didn't, I didn't mind it, but yeah, um, unfortunately, you got to make way, right? And, and yeah. we also had the retirements of of Tom Hickey. Um, should have always been no, a swan. You, you've missed one. Oh, oh well, I'm getting there because it's very upsetting for me. Okay, <laughs> yeah. it's very yeah, okay, upsetting sorry. for me. There's a retirement of Tom Hickey. Yeah, uh, the retirement of. Lance Buddy Franklin, Franklin. and uh, Paddy McCartan, all, all really sad. No, and um, you've missed the delisting. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. This is important. <laughs> he is, because I didn't want him to go. I didn't want either of these two people to go. The Padlock Ryan Clark. Yeah. <laughs> the Padlock Ryan Clark, I can understand it. Yeah. I can completely understand it. And I don't know what we were doing this year, Deeble. Yeah. You tell me what we were doing because it worked so well last year. Why did we not play him in that role? 
Yeah, targeting the, the half-back player, I, I'm not too sure. Don't have an answer for you. I don't think there is really an answer. It's weird, don't it, you think? It's, uh, it's simply losing faith in a player. That's that's what it is. I just you don't, don't think he can execute on the day. Yeah, but I don't. But that's all well and good. But then why play him anyway out, outside that role, mm. in the sub role? Yeah. And I don't think there's a situation where he attempted to tag someone and failed abysmally to make them go, well, we don't have faith in you anymore. Yeah. So that it's it's you've got to ask these questions. It's like, well, what what was what was the point? Uh, but I mean, look, he he was a great servant for a yeah, while in, a, in in some dark days as well. Yeah, well, that's I think inside the four walls is probably a little bit more going on Surely. than what we see yeah. on on the surface. And uh, we come to Dylan Stevens. Yes, uh, big deal. Once again, writing on the wall. If you follow your Swanee's footy closely. You knew this was sort of going to be happening. Um, yes. I think it's the right move for both parties. I think, think we got a relatively good deal. I think we got a phenomenal so deal. So we traded out Dylan Stevens and pick 25 to receive pick 44 back and a future first rounder, which will be pick 18 or 19 next year. Uh, so, you know, gone up six um, picks in the draft and got pick 44 back yep. for Dylan Stevens and 25. Pretty pretty good deal done. I, there's very, very little that went wrong for us yeah. during trade period. Yeah. Um, and, and, and look, I think for, for Dylan, I think it's a great club to go to. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to get his opportunity for sure. Absolutely. But and I just, the Dylan Stevens is a player that's going to play some good games for North Melbourne, and then you're going to have the people in the Sydney Swans group saying, why would we get rid of Dylan Stevens? That's right. Right? Yeah. And it's going to be the most frustrating thing ever. And But it's it's clear, in, in once again, in four years, Dill wasn't able to lock down a spot. Whatever happens up in Sydney, how we develop players, how our, our team and structure is, Dill just didn't quite fit into that, uh, you know, really well, like the young, some of the young kids have. Oh, totally, Dable. Yeah. And, and look... People, they develop at different speeds. Yeah. People have different aptitudes at different points. People respond to criticism um, differently. Some people take it and really run with it and use it as a motivating factor to, to perform better. Some people drop their head and, and get upset about the things not going their way. Now, are we ever really going to know sort of how it was on a day-to-day basis? You've got to keep in mind there's only something like 13 contact hours at a club, right? So you've got a minimal amount of time there to impress coaches and show them that you're you're ready to go and that you're going to be able to be trustworthy on game day. Yeah. Um, it's just people develop at different paces and uh, you, you just still just either, for, for whatever reason, couldn't string that consistent footy yeah. um, together. But we, we love him, uh, we love the family, and we, we wish him all the best. For sure. Yeah, it'd be, um, yeah, I hope he goes well, but yeah, I think we've done all right now, David, on that one. What were we after? What were we after? What were the two things we needed at the end of this season? Well, you would typically say when you're losing your starting ruckman, you probably need one of them. Probably need a ruckman. And when you've been bashed up in contested footy all year and haven't been able to win clearances, you probably want it in an underball. You probably want, do, Dave. You probably do yeah, want probably one do. of them. And we've gone bang, bang in day three of the trade. It was about 3.30 and the Brody-Grundy deal comes through. We've bloody, we've locked down Grundy for, what was it, pick 40-something 40, 40 and a future second rounder. Yep. 
Absolutely. So a second and third rounder for Brody Grundy. It was a real no-nonsense, let's get this done sort of attitude, wasn't it? Yep, and I think that deal sits at, I think it's four years, four years on his contract yeah, correct. to go. Yep. Uh Collingwood will be paying 250k a year. <laughs> I've got news for you, Pies. You're back in there. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, there's a deal with Melbourne football. No, incorrect. Incorrect. Deal sorry. with Bro- Brody Grundy, boys. Yeah. Sorry, boys. Sorry, boys. So, yeah, they're paying a million bucks over four years and we'll be making up the original about 550, I think, 600,000. So, How can you get a better deal? No, it's fantastic. And to it is going to change the makeup of our midfield. Hick was an absolute servant, but never had the agility to get around the ground like Brody Grundy and, does and the tap work and, with Brody Grundy. And, and this is the thing, right? So Bro- Brody Grundy, above all else, is a mobile ruckman. Yeah. He's a ruckman who can kick for goal. He's a ruckman that can take contested marks. Yeah. Uh, he's a ruckman that can tap. We haven't had one of these since, what, Shane Mumford? Yeah. Really? So it's it's it makes such a difference. We love Hick. We love the Hick. We love sinkers. Yeah, the, the, they were they were really sort of playing a stopgap role in, in in essence. They weren't that your true sort of mobile tap ruckman that we were screaming out for. Yeah, and, and now we have one. Yeah, and and this is you know two time All Australian, two thousand eighteen Pies BNF. He's had 65 career Brownlow votes. Yeah. You know, this is no slouch. Yeah. And we're, we're paying him um, a relatively small amount of money to do this over the next four years. Yeah. Well, Brody Grundy, at his best, is the best ruckman in the league, right? And I don't think we can say that about too many ruckmen we've had at our club ever. That's right. Right? To genuinely have the ability to be an all-Australian ruckman at your best, it's, um, it's going to change our midfield makeup and it's going to fix a lot of the problems we've had at clearance and contested ball and that type of thing. Well, yeah, well, well, let's let's get into that. But, I mean, in terms of Brody Grundy, uh, he, he had a stress fracture in his ankle that led to him missing most of the 2022 season. But f- fundamentally, that's resolved now. Yeah. You know, the, the games, he played 17 games last year. The games he missed mostly were because he was dropped. Yeah, was and I think he was he, he would have been available for selection. Exactly. If he, if he wasn't on the outer Abs- Melbourne. Absolutely. So. He didn't play, uh, you know. They, um, I don't know if you sort of watched the final series, but the Ds did actually play in two, two games and lost both of them, and he was available for selection in yeah. both of them. Um, so, you know, this just shows that he's, I think he's going to have a real fire in his belly yeah. because the Melbourne Football Club wasted a year of his life. Yeah. And I think he's going to, going to want to show that he's still at that level and uh, that he should have been treated with a little bit more respect. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's going to have fire in the belly. That's the, the key word there. And it's going to be, yeah. So it's going to be special to see that midfield makeup with your Parkers, with oh, your Errol Gouldens, with your Chad Warners. Like, we can keep going, Faithful. It's a, it's going to be an exciting, exciting followers line. Now, speaking of fire in the belly. Yes. Taylor Adams yep. got injured. He did. There is a rhetoric that Taylor Adams is always injured. And this is not the case. Unfortunately, he's been injured uh, at the wrong times of years yeah. uh, during finals. He was not. He was. He was ruled out of the grand final on the Tuesday. Yeah, this is big. He was ruled out of the grand final on the Tuesday. <coughs> he was not given every opportunity 
like a vice captain of a football club should be. Yeah. And he, I, my understanding was he was already sort of in talks with Sydney. That's my understanding. Because he's exactly what we need, Deeble. Yeah. And that would have just sealed the deal when you get ruled out on Tuesday. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the call came through between prelim and grand final. It wasn't going on before that. It came on last minute. I have other... Yeah. Um, because we were 100% into Ollie yeah, we Wines. Were, we were in, into Ollie Wines. But <laughs> this, is, this is an interesting one, right? Because he is... You now, I've got a word written down here that I won't say. But he's the mongrel that we need. Yep. That I was calling out for all year. We, we have a lot of flash. Yep. We, don't have a, we don't have that a lot of that grunt. Brute a lot force. of that mongrel. Yeah, he's been playing half forward. Yeah, for a lot of the time, and that's where you you sort of oh, only the last twenty weeks of his career. Yeah, well, but, before that, but exactly right. Yeah, that this is the thing. This is where you know recency bias comes into it, Deeble, because your kicking efficiency gets exposed. Yeah. when you're in that role. Yeah, for sure. He's not playing half forward for us, Deeble. No, definitely not. Might spend some resting minutes down there, for sure. but. Uh, yeah, look, he, he's going to be so important to, you know, t- take a bit of that load off Parks. Oh, mate. Um, and I think it's going to make Parks a better player and prolong his career as well because it's just not put on his shoulders to brute force everything. You're 100% we're, right. We're, You're we're, 100%. And, and they're very similar players. I, look, I think Parker's slightly ahead if you, if you talk A plus and A, right? But, yeah. What Taylor Adams can do for our footy club and our midfield changes the dynamics. And then that's what we need is a a bit of a rejig in there because that's the one we will pretty – the back six gets it done most weeks. Especially with with the sheer amount of balls coming in there as well. They absorb and get it done. The forwards can kick a score. We saw that this year. Dangerous. Bud's gone, still scoring, Right. That gets it done, and it's been the the midfield contest where we've lacked, and which is funny because I mean that was what we hung out. That was our DNA on. for yeah. you know the, up up until sort of last five five years, I'd say that's probably gone out of our game, and we've remolded and you know we're we're a ball movement side now. We've moved with the times, but if we can just get that continuity and you know that way to work in. Both the contested ball and ball movement. This is where we can turn well, into a premiership I mean, side. To, to be honest, if you critically analyse it, especially the way the game's played now, you can't really have one without the other. Yeah, you need to win the the ball at stoppage. Yeah, for for your outside sort of prime movers to be able to handle the ball like they need to be to be effective, you need to win the ball. You need to get clearances. Yeah. And we just haven't had it's Parker can't, as we said, Parker can't do everything. Yeah, can't do everything. And and the the great point you brought up there is how comfortable I I, I can only speak for myself, but I, I'm assuming you're in the same position. How happy I was to see Parker head down in the second half against Carlton in that final. Yeah, head down to the forward line. I said I feel so good about that being an option. Yeah. And we didn't even know we had Taylor Adams coming in. Yeah. You know, that it, it gives us so much more adaptability in situations where things aren't going our way. For sure. 
Yeah, and we, look, I think we, at times this year, we had a real reliance on our ball movement and, you know, being able to go coast to coast and, yeah. you know, move the ball. And, yeah, it's just not sustainable. And I just think we're going to have more avenues and more ability to win our own pill and, you know, kick more consistent scores via, like, less work in oh, a way, and, and, you and, know? And, Debs, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. Don't you think it puts us in a position where we'll be able to keep games closer as well. We won't – I feel like we won't be letting teams get out to sort of a four or five goal lead because we can't win a bloody clearance. Yeah. I feel like it'll be a lot more sort of, you know, back back in – It's nearly more the other way. When we get up and then teams get a run on, we're going to be able to lock them down. But either either way, like we'll be able to keep games closer. Um, so we're not having to, yeah, do a five-goal comeback or chase down a five-goal lead. Yeah, for sure. Massive, man. Yeah, it's just that the recruiting's been great. And, look, it was clear via my talks with Tommy Harley at the uh, chairman's <laughs> lunch in the Adelaide game, we're going to target some players. And they obviously had the cues in the rack ready to go, and uh, they went bang and got it done in three days. So that was that's nearly the most impressive thing is to get it done so quickly. Totally, man. Two. Um, Taylor Adams played twenty three games last year. Yeah, and he played eighteen games the year before that. Yeah, he's good to go, mate. And I think you know, bit of the warmer weather up in Sydney, all that type of stuff. It's going to be good for the body. Bit of a change in scenery. He's back to Sydney, I suppose. Started his se- his uh, career up there at GWS. Two years so, at GWS, yeah. Um, so, now, yeah, it's, it's a great recruit. It'll be interesting because the, I, I feel there'll be some people still upset with him from calling us grubs for booing Ginnivan. <laughs> yeah, that'll come up. Um, which is which is very funny. But t- to me, Deeps, this is what we need. Yeah. Like, I would, I would love if somebody on our team said that about opposition oh. supporters. I would love that. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what we want. Yeah, it's entertaining. We, we, we want to be, we want to be that, you want to be that sort of team. Yeah. You know, that back each other to that extent. Yeah. That's, that's massive. Yeah, Col- I've got news for you. Collingwood just won a flag. Okay. Like, We've we've got we've got somebody who's going to bring something to our club that uh, that hopefully we can use yep. to to put us to that next level for sure, mate, for sure. But yeah, well that that's pretty much everything with our, our men's list that that's gone on in the off season. Got some the draft coming up in three weeks, I think. I think we still hold pick eleven mm-hmm. forty fifty and seventy odd. Yeah, not going to be a massive year for. Um, the draft for us. Yeah, I, I think the game plan is to get someone with that pick. What's his name? Eleven. Nah, so that not the academy player. Yeah, right. So I think they'll go after a, you know a, a top prospect. So that'll be fifth pick fifteen sixteen. Yeah. By the time the other academies players are chosen, um, that'll bump down to about fifteen, and then there is a academy prospect Cleary. Yeah, um, I want to yeah. go with Mitch Cleary, but no, that's, that's Channel Seven journalist. <laughs> um, yeah, I forget his name. Cleary, they're looking at him. Contested ball, got a lot of ball for the Allies team. Uh, he, yeah, he goes well. But look, I mean, do you know what I really um, liked about the way we went about our trade period? Um, it's Caden Cleary, by the way. Caden Cleary, yeah. The the age, the the age profile of it, yes, phenomenal, yes, phenomenal. We have got such a young, exciting, talented list, and we've brought in 
two people who, well, I mean, Hamling's Hamling's old too, but I mean, two people who come from, you know, in, in culture cultures of winning, yeah, fundamentally, um, and have had a lot of success, yeah, uh, and. It's exactly what we need, just more of that. Yeah, well, you, you look at the, the age profile of, I said this on, on my podcast that I did by myself. Ah, the David Baxter ah, show. Ah, the David Baxter show, yes, that one. Mm. The, you know, the Collingwood side that won the flag on um, on grand final day had an average age of about 27. Yeah. And ours was about 25. And that's with our buddy in the side. Um, and, you know, Hick rolling around as well. But... You know, you get two 29, 30-year-olds in Adams and Grundy. That's yeah. They're the players that you need to bring that average age up. You know, everyone's going to be a year older too. So, you know, we're getting right in that bracket. Mate, the windows, it's, it's now, mate. Yeah. We are we are primed. Yeah, for a tilt, absolutely. We are primed. And I don't like people using the words chips in because chips in. Oh, chips in means you've given up your future, future. for now. For That's now. That's wrong. That's, That's not, not what true. we've done. No. We're just ready to go. We've given up second and third rounders for players. You could, uh, mate, we could, you could say we're chips in for the next six years, essentially. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, the chips in uh, yeah. Chips in, in, mo- in notions first that you have – like, for instance, Geelong were chips in for yeah, 2022. For sure. Well, that's This is not us. We, this, we've set our club up for a sustained period of success. And mark my words, we will be seeing the ultimate success. Very soon. Yeah. We'll be here when we'll be here to write we'll, it. We'll be here to write Deeble, 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 deeble. Deeble that week. Oh, the week's following. We we will be, you will get sick of our voices. Yeah. You will get sick of our voices. Uh, Let's take a break. All righty. Deebs, where do you get your podcast from? Mads, personally, I am an Apple podcast man. Well, you know, Deeps, you can actually get True Bloods from Spotify. Spotify, we love some Spotify. Google Podcasts. And all good. And Apple Podcasts as well, probably the biggest table. Exactly right. But also, if you go on those now, you can actually look at our back catalogue. We've got player interviews from Alex Johnson, Ted Richards, Callum Sinclair, and there's just a whole barrel of gags, really, Deeble. Absolutely, Mads. It is just high-quality stuff. Welcome back to True Bloods. Mads, how good's footy? How good? Missing it. Uh, oh, like, yes, I am missing it. I feel like it's just 24-7 now, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I miss like, it. just because it's not on, there's, yeah. there's constant, constant media about it. There is. I there's just... constant media about it. There's the AFLW, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, I, I just feel like it's a it's it's a three hundred and sixty five day thing. Like I'm I'm I don't find that I'm starved of it. You're obviously starved of the games, mm. but there's people talking about it yeah. like every single day. I just miss the boys. Yeah, I miss watching the boys. Feel like pure shit. Just miss the boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I look. I'm so excited. I don't. It's funny, you you don't remember a time, or maybe you do, I don't remember a time where I'm not like, or, or when I was like, geez, I'm, I'm not looking forward to next year. Yeah. You know? Never. Geez, I, the list is in pretty bad shape. I really, really am not looking forward to next year. I, I don't think I've ever felt like that, so it's kind of... I feel so good about it. I feel for the other, for your Essendons, your North Melbournes, things like that. You've got to cling to, 
Ben Mackay, man, I'm sorry to harp on about it, but that <laughs> made me that made me sick. Yeah, it's. <clears throat> I'm glad that it just didn't happen. It's so good. Well, he 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 didn't pass a medical. Yeah, for us. average knee. So if he doesn't pass a medical for us, what what's Essendon doing? Who knows? Who knows? Got to you know show your support of something, don't you? I suppose. Yeah. But one thing that has been uh, while the boys aren't playing, the AFLW, mate, it it has gone to a new level. Hasn't the quality gotten so much oh, better? So watchable. It's it's not just watchable, it's bloody enjoyable. Yes, I wholeheartedly I, agree. I've enjoyed it this year a lot. I've been down to both games that have been played in Melbourne, got out to Icon Park, Watched the the girls just lose to the Blues and also got out to the Footscray Oval out there. We did. We pumped Footscray, didn't we? And we we pumped Footscray out there. So that that was awesome. And just the quality uh, of the girls' footy that they're playing, you know, it makes a big difference getting in some some A-grade players. You've got your Chloe Malloy's. Is she or is she not the best football player in the league? I, I think she's the... The most dynamic and natural footballer I've yeah, seen. Right. A lot of the girls, because they've learnt the game, it sort of looks manufactured sometimes, I think. Sure. But Chloe Malloy is the natural footballer. I, I The way I see her sort of stop and prop and the, de- the decision-making seems yeah. so much more natural um, when she's got the footy. That, that's the biggest way I can describe it. Yeah. Know, natural footballer. Yeah. And also getting in Laura Gardner. As sure. well, she came from Geelong. We gave up a first round draft pick for her, and she's a ball magnet. Thirty every week. Morford, Ali Morford in the rug, ruck, mm. fantastic. Gone down mm. with a broken wrist, Not so ideal. she's out for the rest of the season. Unfortunately, I think, but she was sort of. I think she's only twenty one, twenty two, and yeah, she she so, showed so much. Got a rising star nominee in her first year, I, first game, and I couldn't be prouder. Now they're they're doing su- such a great job, and it's the the way the Sydney community has got around the AFLW is dead set sensational. We, it, it, the the most average capacity at AFLW games. Yeah, yeah, average uh, highest average attendance in games over five thousand people, which you know nearly competes with like rugby league. Yep. Like no no shit. That's what it does. That's pretty cooked. Yeah. Um, is it still at the North Sydney Oval? They they play Henson's out at Park. Hen- Henson Park or something out there. I think they played one game at North Sydney, and then they played at least two it out there. It looks like an awesome vibe. Well, apparently it fits like thirty k really? <laughs> at full capacity. It's got the um the ability to fit that many people in there. But how nice to look up it there on the delightful. hill. You it know, you got delightful. the picnic chairs out there. Well, because it's warm as well. Kick so, back, have oh, a couple man. of tins. Man. No, it's been really good, and yeah, the way Big Scotty Gowans being able to pull the uh, the team together, and you know the, the recruits in Gardner and Malloy. My understanding is he is he has been a bit sick as well. Yeah, he had, he had testicular yeah, cancer, right? And so then he, he's this, come back. So this is just phenomenal. You know, this who, is just blood's footy. You know who's my favourite player? She's my girl. Oh, your girl. My lady. Your girl. What your do you go lady. with? No, my girl. man. Girl. My girl. 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 Privatelli. Big Privatelli. Yeah. Yeah, right. So good. The Jukes, yeah. man. That's what you don't see at AFLW 
it are the Dukes, the big contested grabs, and yeah. she she has natural flies at the ball, brings them down, kicks goals from the boundary. She's my girl. Yeah, we love that. For I sure. love that you've got a girl. Yeah, That's great. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Love it. That's phenomenal. Yeah. It's a really good watch. So, mate. so we don't have another we don't have another game in Melbourne, uh, but we we play Fremantle this Sunday at five o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And faithful, that is smack bang in the Grenache hour. Smack bang in the Grenache hour. Now, Mads, are we doing it? Are we getting down to the rising sun? It'll be a touch and go for me. I would yep. love to get down there, faithful. Just yep. get down there, see John Annalise. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll actually we'll touch base with them. I'll touch base with them tomorrow. Yeah, make sure it's on upstairs. I'm sure it will be. It will be. Yeah, I'm sure. Book a table be. and all yeah, downstairs. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, for sure. Um, because they do usually have the jazz bands and stuff on a Sunday. Sunday, yeah, we will. Um, check, we will though. check. We will check. So hold your horses. We'll put something out on socials. But um, look, I I think that'd be. I think that's phenomenal. If for us to make the finals in our second year. After not winning a game all last season, yeah, would be an unbelievably uh, respectable turnaround in such a short space of time. Um, I just couldn't be prouder, and it it just says all you need to know about our football club. Yeah, for sure, and I think the equation comes down to we are sitting in the eight at the moment on percentage by. 2% or something like that, but it's so fragile because they've only played 10 games. Yeah, so, sure. Everything, you know, you win yeah. by 18 points, your percentage goes up three points. So there's every chance if we win, we can still not make the finals. What other games would be on post-Sunday? Oh, well, we'll know the equation, yes. We're the last game, so yeah, yes, yeah, we'll yeah, know yeah, the yeah, equation yeah, on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, sure. So, okay. Well, that that could be very exciting. Yeah, very exciting. It's and we don't mind down getting down for a, for a steak. A cheeky steak. Maybe a few gluten-free cold ones. Yeah, too, well, well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I have to get... It is smack bang in the middle of Grenache. Yeah, we might have to open a bottle. Then. For sure. Have a couple there. That'd, that'd be Pinot nice. Noir. Maybe sure. we do that. Because, I, Deeble, I have taken the Monday off. Yeah, well, there's no excuses, is there? No excuses. Clear well, the calendar. Well, no, I can't clear the calendar. Clear the calendar. Well, well, Bec, no, I'm going to call what? up Beck. I'm, I'm going to call you know up Beck. Deeble. Deeble. <laughs> I run my own life, okay, my friend. Are you sure? Are you <laughs> sure? Well, um, I think it would be a great idea. Yeah. And uh, and we'll, we'll hopefully get it done. So, yeah, what, a, what an effort. Yeah. The, the girls have been phenomenal. What an effort. It's There's clear, uh, like, the game plan is very similar to the men's game. Yeah, I've, I take it that. on through the corridor, and look, it probably does get a little turned over a little bit more than the men. Do you know what shit me though? I was watching that Hawthorne game, mm-hmm. and we did that in the first quarter. We looked like we were tearing them to shreds. Yeah, and then just stopped. Yeah, so I took taking the game on because we'd bit be in the finals now. Yeah, an extra game. Yeah, that that was a. I think that's what you're going to get with a young young side, yeah, for inexperienced sure. side. You're going to get those games, but have you watched every game? Most, yeah. That's so sure. good. I've yeah, I've, I've watched at least parts of every game for sure. Yeah, it's really good. The, the, I, I can't believe the 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 gap in quality that's been bridged over simply twelve months. Yeah, is, is remarkable. Yeah, no, it's pretty phenomenal effort. It says a winning. lot about the coaches. Yeah. It's a huge coaching effort. And and just personnel too. Personnel makes all the difference, as you know. But they have other jobs, do they not? Uh, yes, they do. They're not full-time professionals. They don't get paid enough. 
No, but they, to they, do that. Well, but they're playing like, ten games in a year. No, but but, but yeah, to to be able to work full time and and improve like phenomenal they have. effort. Yeah. So good. So get down to the riser on Sunday. We'll put out um something on the socials when once that's confirmed to go up. But that is the game plan for all the Melbourne based faithful that will be the go. And for us we'll probably do another pod, I would say, post draft. Yeah. We can talk about sort of, you know, but I mean, what do you know about the draft at the end of the day? Yeah, not too much. We might have to get Zeno in or something. It's a he, good idea. He frosts He's the draft. insane. And, and, you know, we speculate about trades because, you know, there's stuff coming through from journos and stuff. But Zeno does his own, you know, research. and When you say yeah. research, now, we, we, we all know and love Zeno. Is this sort of a big footy type operation or is this no. ear to the ground? Because he's got, I understand he's got that Twitter group chat yeah. that I understand there's a few boffins operating in and around there. Is that right? Dan? Yeah, there, there's a couple in that Twitter group. But there's a couple of buffoons in our faithful group too. No, a boffin and a buffoon is different. There's a lot of buffoons in our <laughs> group. Uh, and, you, and you know who you are yeah, as well. that's right. But, uh, look, I think Zane just actually digs into who's going to go around our pick and says we could take this player. I love how much he loves it. Yeah, he frosts it. So, yeah. I spoke to him about it the other night, and he he said he'll hold me to getting him on the pod. So that could be his... uh, I'd love to get him on. His introduction. You have to get him up from Geelong, though. That's the other thing. Pay for his V-line ticket. That's it. We'll get him up here. First class, yeah. V line, first line, car- first class carriage. <laughs> Very good. Oh um, boy! Now we we've got a, an exciting thing that's going to be coming on the True Blood store. Very soon, we've had a gentleman approach us who had a a friend who passed away who used to do these um, commemorative heritage posters, with a show a lot of the Sydney Swans history and. You know, sign printed signatures from, uh, you know, some greats of the footy club and a lot about our history and the coming from South Melbourne up to Sydney. And it's a really nice piece. It's, uh, it's, it's a, we will have pictures up on our, um, on our website mm. and we'll post it over the socials as well. But that's going to be going on to the store very soon and we'll be posting it over the, on, on the store and, we hope to raise some money for a charity. Yeah, absolutely. And I had a look at it before. Really, really cool stuff. And that charity, Matt, is the Pat Cronin Foundation, which is Let's End the Coward Punch. Oh, well, what a great uh, great cause, Debel. Absolutely. And the there's ga- a lot of peanuts there that uh, ruin people's lives. For sure. And, uh, yeah, it's a really good foundation. We'll have all the links um, on that store and the game plan is to sell them for $65 each. Um, they'll be available for collection down here in Victoria, in Metro Melbourne, uh, or they will be able to be posted out for $35 uh, around Australia. Very good, very good. Now, Dable, also on that, on ter- in terms of the True Blood store. Yes. I've had an idea right now. Yes. And I have not sort of... Put it past you, but I'm going to assume you're okay with it. If you have an idea for merch, mock it up, send it in. Yeah. Send it in. Send it in. Yeah, we're open to ideas we for sure. We are absolutely open to ideas. And the important thing is is that we start 
looking at this now because before we know it, it will be February. Yep. So, yeah. Get, yeah get. So, get. You, I know a lot of you are very, very talented when it comes to the artistic side of things. Uh, definitely get your ideas and thoughts in and we will consider them because I think it would be cool to have the input of the faithful. As you know, you are the lifeblood of the show. For so sure. that'd be cool. And if you're looking for some Christmas presents for, you know, listeners of the podcast or whatever, we've got the gift vouchers available on the website as well. For so sure. you can jump on them, send a um, send a gift voucher, and then when the when the merch is released, they can jump on and get it. Bloody oath. Bloody oath. That, Very exciting, dude. It is. That just about wraps us up, doesn't I it? I think it does, Dable. For sure, mate. Well, this has been True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. We're number one in your hearts, and we're number one on the charts. Speaking in- words of wisdom. Up the potty.